0: Welcome to The Well Podcast. We pray that this message ministers to you and
1: blesses you as you listen.
0: So, um, some of it I've already shared, but I think it's important enough to share it again. Um, So, at the New Year's Eve service, uh, I heard the Lord say that 2020, we were going to experience new levels of His glory. Um, but I think with that, it's going to require some on our part. Um, so um, do I believe that he's going to pour out his uh, spirit on all flesh? Yes, because it says so in Acts 2. Um, but I believe that um, in order to get the full um, measure of some of it or all of it, that we're going to have to step into things and do things. Um, we're going to have to make the step to be able to, to receive that. Um, so the other night, um, I was at prayer and, uh, I heard the Lord say, um, this is just a preparation time, um, that he said, I'm going to unveil, unveil new portions of heaven on earth. Um, so I believe that there's going to be a preparation time, which i I actually think it already started. Um, where he's going to bring things to your remembrance and he's going to to bring things to the surface that need to be dealt with and he's going to remind you of people that you may have not um, forgiven or think you've forgiven, but things um, are not okay in that situation. Um, He's going to reveal things to you that um, you've hidden from yourself. Um, But he's saying that... um, Don't push them back down. Don't ignore them. It's time to step out and step um, into those things and to work through them and to to figure them out because he wants you to be completely empty so that when he pours out what he has, that you can receive all of it um, because it's going to be good. Um, uh, And this one I've been hanging on to for a while because it just wasn't the right time. Um, But I believe that this is... uh, the next part of the preparation. Um, so I'm going to read it because I think that they're all important. Um, so it says, are you willing to wait? Are you willing to sit? Are you willing to seek? Are you willing to stay just a little bit longer? Are you willing to come a little more often? Are you willing to lay down your will for mine? Are you willing to completely surrender? Are you willing? Um, so I believe in this preparation time, as he shows you those things and those things come to the surface, uh it's going to require more of him. You're going to it's going to transform your life where it's no longer about you or the people around you, but it's going to have to be about him. Um, you're gonna to have to come more often, you're gonna to have to spend more time with him, you're gonna to have to, to lock eyes with him. It's gonna to have to be um about him. We say it all the time, but um, as you seek heaven. If you seek him, all the other things will be added to you. Um, And so I believe that that is what this process and this preparation time is. Um, As he pulls things out and you meet meet with him and spend time with him, that he's going to meet you where you are and he's going to, to be able to pour out his glory and to pour out those things he has for you. Give us some more. Give us some more.
1: So now it's our responsibility that the word has been released to take heed to that and to pray into that and allow that to saturate in your own spirit and figure out what God wants you to do, um, what you what he's requiring or asking of you. Interestingly enough, today my message would be on the refiner's fire. Uh, <laughs> nice how he does that, right? <laughs> Y'all cracking me up. I like that. Yeah. So... Uh, In Malachi chapter 3, I'm going to read verses 1 through 3. And this is a a prophecy, a prophecy of John the Baptist and Jesus. And it says, uh, Malachi 3, it says, look, I am sending my messenger. This is Old Testament. This is uh, in the Testament. This is foretelling of Jesus coming. And of John the Baptist, and he will prepare the way before me. Then the Lord you are seeking will suddenly come to his temple. The messenger of the covenant, whom you look for so eagerly, is surely coming, says the Lord of heaven's armies. Verse 2. But who will be able to endure it when he comes? Who will be able to stand and face him when he appears? For he will be like a blazing fire that refines metal or like a strong soap that bleaches clothes. He will sit like a refiner of silver, burning away the dross. He will purify the Levites, refining them like gold and silver, so that they once again offer acceptable sacrifices to the Lord. So Father, would you just help me today as I release this word that you'll allow me to release exactly what it is that you want for us to receive today. Father, we've heard uh, from heaven. We've heard the word of the Lord, the prophetic word of the Lord. And so we take that in and we want it to become alive and active inside of us. We don't want it to fall on fallow ground where the birds and the and the pest can come along and, and, uh, and, and take it away. But we want it to penetrate our hearts that causes transformation. So, Father, as I begin this uh, message and, and begin to release this word, I need you. I need you like I need breath in my lungs. I need you. Without you, I cannot do this. I declare that right now. I surrender my being, my mind, my will to you, Father. And may, may the people receive it. And may they eat it and take it as life in Jesus' name. So I want to talk to you a little bit about the refining process. In in Malachi, it talks about God, Jesus would come and he would be like a a blazing fire, a refining fire. And he did come and he did set the house in order, right? He came to the Levites, which would have been of the Old Testament, and he uh, set things right. He taught them that it would not be, just like if you were here Tuesday night, Katie talked about John 4, which that's a really... Dear passage of scripture to us, but she talked about how when Jesus was talking about to the Samaritan woman, he was talking to her about worship. And she was saying, Well, we worship on the mountain and y'all worship down here. And, you know, where is that? Where are we supposed to worship? And Jesus says, There's coming a time and now is it when you'll worship me in spirit and in truth. And it's not about a building, but it was always about the heart. In the Old Testament, he was always after the heart of the people and he never could capture their heart. They wanted to make it about the rules and the regulations and the, the, the doing. I Wanted to make it all about the doing when all he wanted was their heart. He wanted their devotion. He wanted their surrender. That's what he was after. And so uh, when Jesus came, he came as a refiner. And the reason that we need that refiner is because it does cause things to bubble to the surface. The refining process is a very interesting process. And over and over in Scripture, Jesus is referred to in God as the refiner. And in, uh, in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 29, it says, For our God is a consuming fire. Um, one of the words that, uh, a vision that God allowed me to see some months ago was um, about ascending the mountain. And I've shared that vision a number of times with the house, and I saw this hiker who was off in the, uh, looking off at a distance at this mountain, and, and I heard the Lord say, ascend the mountain with me. Ascend the mountain with me. And so when I went to scripture, I found in Psalms 24, verse 3, and I'm going to read through verse 6, it says, Who then is allowed to ascend the mountain of Yahweh? And who has the privilege of entering into God's holy place? Those who are clean, whose works and ways are pure, whose hearts are true, sealed by the truth, those who never deceive, whose words are sure. They will receive Yahweh's blessing and righteousness given by the Savior God. They will stand before God, for they seek the pleasure of God's face, the God of Jacob, Selah, our pause in his presence. And so this it's very interesting to me that, that God has been speaking this and that it all really does tie together exactly what he's wanting to do, cultivate in our own lives. So that we can then ascend with him because it says those that ascend have a pure heart. And and the thing about refining is very interesting because most of us are familiar. We've probably, if you've been in church, you may have heard about the refining fire of the Lord. But I just want to talk to you like you've not heard about it before, okay? So... I don't know about you all, but in our house for years and years, Wade likes to watch all those gold mining shows, like, you know, Bering Sea Gold and the Gold Rush, and he's always like, he's got gold fever. I don't know. Not really, but... Um. <laughs> so, so there's such a process of just getting the gold out of the earth. I mean, we could just talk about the process of getting it out. It's in the bottom of the ocean, and it's always underneath the big rocks. It's, if it's in the ocean, they've always got to move the big rocks. The, the gold gets trapped under there. It's the craziest thing. They try to, Anyway, so I gets get stuck there. But once the gold is mined, it goes through a process of purifying. And that purifying process is called refining. And that gold in its form is full of impurities in its natural state when it comes out of the earth. It doesn't look like what my ring looks like right now. It has all of this stuff in it. And that stuff needs to be burned out of it. And so it's put under high heat until it melts. And it becomes a liquid. The, um, the impurity comes to the top. And it's called dross. And that's what it talked about in Malachi. was about the dross. So what is dross? There's a definition. And I'm going to read it to you. This is what... I like this because, you know, we can be uh, really uh, churchy. It's a terrible word, but I'm just going to use that. Um, And I could just go to like the biblical dictionary, but I just went to Webster's. You know why I like to do that? Because I think it's so cool because then it'll say exactly like, you know, the way in the natural we want to see things. But then when you read it, you're like, it's dross there too. Like it's impure. It's impure there. It's impure in the Bible dictionary. It's impure. It's impure. And so this is what it said. It said the scum or unwanted material that forms on the surface of molten metal. And, it, and uh, the second definition it gives uh, for it is waste or foreign matter. Impurity is what it says. And uh, then the third definition says trivial or inferior. And So this was a sentence. It's using the word dross in a sentence. This is the one that like dictionary Webster's or dictionary.com says. And it says, there is quite a lot of dross on TV these days. I thought that was so funny. (laughs) (laughs) Amen. So (laughs) Unwanted material, impure things, right? And so when we go through the refining process, um, then those impurities want to bubble to the surface. It, I just read to you that in Hebrews it calls God the consuming fire. He is a consuming fire. That's actually what dwells in us. Unlike in Malachi, the Levites were a group, a tribe of people, one of the 12 tribes. But we are of a Levite priesthood. In 1 Peter it says this. It says, so keep coming to him who is the living stone, though he was rejected and discarded by men, but chosen by God and is priceless in God's sight. Come and be his living stones who are continually being assembled into a sanctuary for God. We're, we're continually being assembled into a group of people for him. For now you serve as holy priest. Offering up spiritual sacrifices that he readily accepts through Jesus Christ. He accepts us. So no longer is it just one tribe, but it is our tribe. We're the tribe. We are priests. That is part of who we are. So now we carry that within us. It's not a place that we go. It's not the temple place. We don't meet with him there. But that it is an actual indwelling inside of us. We carry the kingdom of God in us. And so... That refiner is in us, and he is constantly working and trying to remove the things from our life that don't need to be there. Just like Brittany was saying, we're in a preparation season, and I have probably had more conversations in the last, I don't know, months about the purification process. It just took me a little while to recognize. It's almost like God's like, hello, 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 hello. This is a refining process. This is what's happening. And it's painful. It's not, um, uh, I mean, it's a metal, obviously, that goes from a solid to a liquid. But when you think about that as a human being, what that feels like to go through the refining process. It doesn't feel very good. It doesn't feel very good for us to allow God to come into our life and begin to work out the impurities or the things that don't need to be there. And it becomes easy then for us to begin to point fingers like, well, it's their fault that I'm having this problem or whatever. And really, God's just like, hey, I just want to work with you. I just need you and me for you to allow me to do this hard work in you. And if you'll allow me to do it, then the purification process will begin to take place. I want to give you. So I, I was thinking about the, the fact that he's called the refiner. And uh, I found that really interesting. So the refiner is a person or device or substance that removes impurities, sediment, and other unwanted material from something. And um, it goes on to say things like, anybody like sugar? It goes through a refining process. We don't eat it just in its natural state, but it goes through a process of refining because there are impurities that need to be taken out of it. So it's something, it's small changes that are made to, to make the this, this subtle differences in our life. It's not always the big things that, you know, a lot of times when we begin the purification process, it is the big things. He'll be like, oh, he'll shine the light on those big things, you know, and they heat it up. And then that comes and you're like, oh, I, gotta get, I got a bad attitude. I get angry at everybody. And God's like, that's not really what I want you to look like. That's not really beneficial to you. And that doesn't need to be a part of you. And he's like, so let me just heat you up a little bit, just allow me to put you through the refining process, and those impurities will come to the top. And then what happens in that process is that that dross, the impurities that land on the top are then scraped off, and then the gold that's left in that liquid form can be shaped and molded into something useful. And that's really the goal. That's really what God wants to do in our own lives is he wants to purify us, take us through the refining process, so that then he can use and mold and shape us into something that can be useful for his kingdom. But as long as we allow those impurities to stay there, and as long as we fight the process of refining, then we continue to have to deal with all of those things. And there'll be moments where we'll get heated up, we'll fill the refiner, Will feel the consuming fire come upon us in our life. He'll begin to show us some things, and they'll come to the surface. We're all heated up, but then we'll allow it to settle back in to the gold, and then it's never able to be scraped off. One of the really interesting things about gold when I when I met y'all want to hear a little bit about my love story with my man over here. <laughs> when Wade and I first started dating. I, we ended up both working at the same place we worked in a movie theater. Well, when we got engaged, we could no longer work together, so I had to find a different job because he had been there longer than me, and so I thought I'd find another job. Well, I got a job at a jewelry store, so I worked with jewelry, and I thought I was so cool. Got to wear my cute little outfits. Anyway, another time. And, uh, but I had to learn a lot about gold and gemstones. That was important for me to know. And, and I always liked jewelry. I'm a southern girl. We like our accessories. And, um, and so uh, one of the things about gold is that the higher carat of gold it is, the softer it is. Because that is the, the most pure gold is actually 24 karat gold. That's the most pure, but it's very soft. 10 karat gold has other metals that have been added to it. Once it's been purified, other things have been added to it to make it harder. But if you have something that's 24-karat gold, you have to be very careful with it. In the 90s, we wore a lot of gold bangle bracelets. Anybody in here know anything about those gold bangle bracelets? Man, those things would bend and get all out of shape and out of whack because that gold is soft. And I think it's really important because sometimes, you know, just because God removes those impurities out of our life, he still wants to mold us and shape us into something that can be used, that can be used for his kingdom purpose, that can be beneficial to him. And so what we're going to find as we walk through this refining process, because we, I mean, he does, he wants us to ascend the mountain. There are places he wants to take us that our minds cannot fathom Our or even understand. And I was just looking. I know I always pick on you Brian. But honestly. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I was just thinking about that night. You were rolling around in that gold dust. I just got to talk about it. Just a second. Yes. <laughs> and those things are crazy. And they make no earthly sense. But that's who God is. He does unthinkable things when we surrender, when we allow ourselves to go through the hard work that needs to be done in our life. And sometimes they're, like Brittany was saying, they're hard conversations that we need to have with people. There are hurts and hang-ups in our life that we need to deal with. There are, there are hindrances. There are addictions. There are um, broken things in our life that, that the consuming fire wants to refine. And I was listening to someone share about the refiner's fire, and they told the story of, um, of Joseph. And, you know, poor Joseph. Man, he, he let the cat out of the bag too soon, and it caused him a lot of trouble. Right? <laughs> he needed to use a little bit more wisdom. But he was young, and he didn't have the character, and he didn't have the understanding. And we're the same way sometimes. We don't always have the character and the understanding. To function like we're supposed to. And you know, and it cost him. And one of the things that I found interesting is that it it cost him 19 years. His refining process was 19 years. Because see, the first word he got was that he was going to rule over his brothers. And he was the younger brother. And that he was going to be able to save the nation. He shares the, that with them they didn't like it very much <laughs> but it would be 19 years before he ever stepped into that he spends a lot of time in a pit he got accused of a lot of wrongdoing and God will allow us to go through trials to refine us he absolutely will it's not why God am I here it should be all right God what are you working in me what are you doing right now what is it that I need to allow? What's the dross? Bring the impurities to the surface so that I can, we can deal with this and we can move on, right? It's not, woe is me, here comes the enemy again, you know. But instead, we should ask God, what's happening? What's going on? What is it? What is the work that you're trying to do in me? There's a passage of scripture in Job, of course. Poor Job. You can't, don't stop in the middle of that book, okay? Because then you'll be like, I'm just like Job. Get to the end of the book. You got to get, the right? You got to get to the end. That's where the good stuff is. <laughs> so here's what it says in Job chapter 23, verses 8 through 10. It says, I go east, but he is not there. I go west, but I can't find him. I do not see him in the north, for he is hidden. I look to the south, but he is concealed. But he knows where I'm going. And when he tests me, I will come out as pure as gold. And there are those seasons where we just feel like God is silent, but he's there. He's not not there. He is there. But he is allowing us to walk through a season so that he can refine us. That he can purify us so that we'll come out as pure as gold. It wasn't that he had disappeared from Job. But he was allowing him to walk through a trial that he knew would bring him to restoration, actually. That's the end of the story. That's it. God restored Job. But Job had to walk through the hard things. Because through that, the testing and the trial, that purification comes up. If not, if we all just walked in the... wildflowers and butterflies and rainbows what would that really what would we gain what would we gain because those seasons allow us to stay like we are those are not transformational seasons the trials are what transforms us that's not an exciting message to share but that's the truth it's the truth and where he's taking us We've got to allow the refiner's fire to come into our life. We have to allow ourselves to walk through the hard things. And the enemy is so cunning and so sneaky. You know, it talks about um, the small, the little foxes that spoil the vine. And it's those little things that we'll allow in sometimes that just become little seeds. And those little seeds take root in our life and they become a, a plant that produces fruit. But if we'll just take care of the little... I'm like, burn them foxes. I don't, I don't even like to harm animals, you know. But I'm like, burn them foxes up. I just don't want to deal with them. And so it is hard. It's, there are hard conversations to be had. There are hard moments where you're like, God, this is really painful. I, I don't like the way this feels. And I've walked through those seasons in my own life. I was just um, thinking of a, a testimony... And I just want you, as you sit there, as I share, to begin to think about the things that maybe God is stirring up in your life, the refining process that you're going through right now, and the things that he wants to, the dross, the impurities that he wants to remove, so that we can shine as pure gold. We can be more of what he has created us to be. I was uh, thinking, I I guess it's probably on my mind because I shared it with someone recently um, and I was thinking about the process of what God had to do to my heart in order for him to open the door for us to for him to speak the well to us that was a process like he had to do a work in me so that then I could hear the word of the Lord and it didn't happen overnight that process started in me years before he ever spoke or ever had me in a place that I could hear what he was wanting to do in this season or for us to step out. And it was about my heart. And I didn't even see that there was an impurity there. I was sharing it with Valerie. Um, But I was in a place where my heart was aching for something that I didn't know what it was. And I knew that there was more of God to be experienced, and I wasn't experiencing it, and I wanted to, and I would go to places, and I would be experiencing it there. And I was like, well, why am I not experiencing it here? And, you know, what, what's the deal? Take me back there. Bring somebody else here. I mean, that's where I was at. I was like, bring somebody else here. Why did you have to take me from there? And my heart was aching. It was breaking. My heart was breaking. And he said to me, when I was on the floor, anybody ever have those on the floor moments where you feel like you're being crushed? But that's, you know what happens in the crushing? That's when the oil comes out. That's when the good stuff comes out. And I I was back behind the chair and I was crying out to God. And he said, you cannot do what I have asked you to do until you make those people your people until you give those people your heart. And I repented because I didn't even know that I hadn't done that. I was hungry. I was trying to fire everybody up I could. I was trying to do all the things I knew to do. But he didn't have my heart. He didn't have it. And I had to go through, I call it heart surgery. That's what it felt like. It was painful. It hurt it hurt so bad. And I had a, fr- a friend who walked with me while I just spewed stuff as my heart began to say, you know, you go to, th- you go to things and they're like, take this back with you. You're going to transform your community. And you'd come back and you'd try to transform your community and just felt like it wasn't happening. But it wasn't about my community. It was about me. It was about me. It was about the state of my heart. And I had to allow that refining process in my own life so that he could then set me in a place where I could do and be what he was asking me to do and be. And I'm so grateful for it. If I hadn't allowed that to happen, I don't know. Right? I don't know. Was it even super easy after that moment happened? No. But I knew what I needed to do. And I just repented like we did this morning. It's not about the sin so much as it is about repentance is the changing the way you think. That's what repentance means. Change your direction and change the way you think. And I needed that change. I needed to experience the refiner. That was in 2017. That happened. And I can tell you, as I allowed that process to take place, how God began to work, how he's still pulling out impurities in me. I'm not fully refined, but I have to set myself in the hands of a creator who will take me through the process. So will y'all stand with me? Well, I can't help but think about it. I want to be tried by fire. <laughs> Purified. Look, we're in a season where God is heating things up. We're in a season where we're in the refining fire. We experience the fire and the heat of the Holy Spirit, his glory. But this is different. He's we're going through a purification process, which is part of our preparation. And there is absolutely a work that he is gonna take you through. There are things. And some of us are already in the process of that. But there are some of us that are still a bit resistant to it. We're like, I don't really want to go through the fire. Because it's hot and it doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good to go from a solid to a liquid because it takes a lot of heat takes a lot like 1400 degrees or something right wait tell me I'm in the ballpark okay I don't even know why I try it's a lot I can't even fathom that kind of heat but I know watching the videos that I watched in preparation for this that people had to use really long sticks to get close to the fire that that gold was going into they could not stand over it like a stove. That wasn't what happened. And this is, blows my mind when you think about Old Testament and things like that taking place then. They didn't have what we have now. And what that would have looked like for them to be taking those precious metals and putting them through the refining fire. And he is the refiner. He's working in us those things that he wants to remove from us. If we'll let him. If we'll just let him. And there's probably, I hear the Spirit, there are prayers that you pray. There are prayers that you've prayed, and he's like, yeah, I know, I'm trying to do that, but you gotta let me do this. I gotta do this before I can do this. I can allow this. So, I think that uh, most of us would say that we probably feel like in some shape or form we're going through the refiner's fire. I don't know about you, but sometimes you're like, again, Lord? Like, I thought, I thought I was doing pretty good. And he's like, well, what about this? But the closer you get to the consuming fire, the hotter it gets. And the more he begins to show us those things that need to be removed. It's really a beautiful thing. 'Cause he just wants to create us pure as gold. And we want to ascend that mountain, because he said we could, but he said we've got to be pure and we have to be clean. So we gotta walk through the hard stuff. We gotta walk through the hard stuff. So let's just can we just worship a second? Like two verses, a chorus. And if you want to respond in some way, respond to the refiner. Just respond. There's so much we want to see while they're getting set up. I just, there's so much we want to, so many things, so many family members we want to see come into the kingdom. And he's saying, yeah, I'm going to bring them in, but I need to deal with you first. I need to deal with this first. So that you can be what I created you to be. There's so many doors that you want to see open. And God's like, I'm going to open that door. But I need you to walk through this process with me. I need for you to go here with me. Stop hiding those things and let me just heat it up so I can scrape it off. I can get rid of it. He's not even asking you to do it. He's saying just go through the refining process. Watch me walk you through it. And we'll work through it together. And you'll be purified. We want to thank you for listening in today. At The Will, we believe in cultivating a culture for more of God. Wherever you are in your relationship and walk with God, we believe that there is always more for those who diligently seek after Him. If you would like to find out more, please check out our website at thewellmichigan.com and connect with us on social media.